Are you someone who's forever curious about personal development and always looking to listen, read, learn and seek out what might work for you? Life is one long windy road that we know takes teamwork. It can be tough to navigate alone, even if you're pretty good at self-coaching. So we're here to discuss all things coaching, self-development, in the hope that we get to be part of your team supporting you to enjoy your journey. In this episode, Alex coaches Jen. In line with Mental Health Awareness Week this May, along the theme of loneliness, Jen opens up about her struggles feeling lonely now that she's set up a business on her own. Alex coaches her to explore the options available to her to reduce this loneliness, something they are sure will resonate with many people now working from home and running businesses single-handed. No editing has been done to the main body of the podcast, all pauses are as they occurred. If you're coaching curious, this one is a must for you. Listen in real time to a coaching conversation. As ever, let us know if you have any questions or queries. Jen and Alex are here to help. Welcome to Coffee and Coaching. Other hot drinks are available, so grab one, sit back and listen. Right. <clears throat> I just finished my mouthful of rice. Yeah. I've my throat as well. You know, on the, you know, on the last couple of ones back, mm-hmm. you didn't take out the first bit of it where I wasn't on. Was that deliberate? Where I couldn't find my headphones? Yeah. All those right, okay. Bits, those are the bits the audience love the most. <laughs> I wasn't sure on that. Was all like, oh, and I go, oh, shit. And you're like, oh, nice to meet Nice to see you too as well yeah. or something. That's <laughs> what so keeps us authentic. It keeps us real. Down with the people. Keeping it real. Down in the hood. Here we go again. Coffee and coaching, episode number nine. Is it not ten? Well, I had a look back and I thought it was actually nine, but in the last one that we just did, which we actually recorded about an hour ago, I think I said nine, but I've just counted them. I think anyway, um it's nine, possibly ten. I think it's nine. <laughs> Don't give away our secrets as well of recording two in one day. Like, come on. Oh yeah. <clears throat> we'll edit that bit out. Um <laughs> Well, we did. We are. We are actually recording two in one day because I'm away next week, so we are doing that. Uh, we are back with myself, Alex Manos, and Jen Nichols, aka the Direction Coach, mm-hmm. and this is part two of us giving you a real life coaching example. In the last episode, we had Jen coaching me. And we're going to just completely switch that. And I'm going to coach Jen for the next mm-hmm. half an hour, 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like we said in the last one, I don't know what Jen's coming to me with. This is completely unscripted. We have not spoken about it. It's going to be raw, unedited, uh, unless it's horrendous. We won't put it on. But <laughs> we, like, you know, if you haven't listened to the last one, just to give you a bit of an intro, we feel that it's it's quite hard to get access to actual live coaching uh, to actually witness live coaching unless you're in the coaching world. So we talk about coaching, we talk about themes, we talk about all this kind of stuff, mindset, trust, relationships, blah, blah, blah. But still people are like, what what happens during a coaching session? Like, what what does it look like? Because people think it's kind of therapy, people think it's counseling, people think it's mentoring, people think you just sit there giving advice. So we thought, well, what better thing to do than to give you a unfiltered version of what a coaching session looks like, or or might look like? <laughs> might look like. <clears throat> place. First things first, make sure that your client is okay and they haven't just fallen off their chair. <laughs> no, I just knocked my plate. <laughs> okay. Good. Um, no, I've got to clear my throat. Excuse me. <laughs> God, that's not going to sound good. That's fine. I can edit that out. Um, I have got I have got one question to you from the last yeah. um from our last coaching session. Um, <laughs> what difference did you find have it with it just being audio? So obviously mm. normally either face to face or um over Zoom or something where you can kind of read people people's expressions and the other things that come with with um sort of listening and watching. How did you find not being able to see? You know, me. I actually quite, I actually quite enjoyed it. 
I thought because it just hones into one of your senses, yeah. you've got to be really on that. Yeah, um, and even if it's just a screen, you know, you can be a little bit distracted by what's in the background, mm -hmm. um, like you can. So this is, I was reading somewhere about how, who was I reading about how they used to do this? Um, it's funny, it was a coach and he was saying that back in the day when he was calling people just by normal telephone, mm -hmm. to make himself a better listener, he used to have a bit of tape on the table so that he would ask a question and then put it across his mouth so he could just follow up with the second question. Uh, and it, it taught him how to just hold that space and, yeah. and be disappointed. Did yeah. he not think to just put his hand over his mouth? It's was quite extreme <laughs> with the tape, isn't it? Well, maybe he was a really bad <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember who it was now. Where did I listen to that? Um, it'll come back to me at some point. No, I mean, Mark, some, one, well, I say one of my best sessions ever, I think, was um, when I was practicing and it was over the phone because the lady couldn't access a, a computer. Yeah. I'd say it was probably one of the most powerful coaching sessions I've ever, I've ever done. Um, for, for that reason, you just you have to purely focus on really listening to what they're saying. You do. It, um, you do. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. On to... Um, Coaching. Coaching. Mm. Welcome, Jen. Thank you. How can I help you? Uh, well, you can coach me. <laughs> I would like to have a chat about um, something I've been kind of mulling over for ages and I've just done nothing about it. And I'm, I, I'm actually not quite sure why, if I'm honest. Um, so I'm sure that will crop up at some point. But since leaving teaching um, and having thrown myself into sort of online study and coaching and, and everything go becoming virtual, everything's online, um, I really, really miss um, having colleagues to bounce off. I kind of I'm missing that um, in real life, in person interaction Um and just I'm, I'm actually I'm actually not quite sure what to do about it at the minute. But I know it's missing. I know there's something missing um, and I need to fill that gap. OK. Jen, I'm going to give you. Um, I'm going to give you four minutes. OK. And I'm not going to say anything. And I'd just like to hear more about this. Okay. <clears throat> so this is just free balling, yeah? You, you're allowed to respond. <laughs> no, okay. Um, right. I didn't realise how lonely this solo business stuff would be. Now, I've signed up to various... Um, courses and groups and and things since you know having left teaching either to progress me in a certain area that I knew I was kind of lacking in especially in the business setting up side of things um but the one thing that's really stuck out are those moments of they're not they're not even huge moments of doubt but you know you just kind of sit there and go oh is this right do is this am I on the right track do I you know I will never ever forget sort of the best years of my teaching career were with it was a small department there were three or four of us in the department and I've never worked with better people and I mean that in that we just all clicked and I really really miss that um, so I guess I'm kind of craving that again and it's just those moments of thinking out loud it's knowing that somebody would um question you but without judgment um and whether that's questioning your actions or your thinking or your whatever um and just having somebody to collaborate with and um on a on a balanced way you know kind of me for them and them for me um and it doesn't have to be a big group i'm not looking to join some massive um you know, community or organisation or anything like that. I definitely don't want to go back into the world of structured work. 
um, if I can call it that, any kind of institution or organisation. I know I definitely don't want to do that, um, despite the fact that I sometimes sit and <laughs> scroll through um, job adverts every now and again. But I know I know I'm not alone alone in that. Um, I know it's something that other solo openers and 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 people struggle with. Um, this kind of feeling of alone and just again, just that you know, somebody to bounce off that kind of stuff. And you know, my motto is like life takes teamwork. <laughs> so to sit here and be struggling alone seems a bit daft. Um, and I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to do it anymore. Um, and like I say, I have uh, I have called upon and, and have some really great peers and colleagues that I can call upon um, that are all over the country, um, well, across the world, in fact, um, that I know I can check in with every now and again. But it's just not quite the same as the kind of in-person real life if you like experiences um and connections that you that i know i could be making at the moment and i'm not so is that my four minutes yet that felt like a long time 30 seconds oh okay um <clears throat> yeah i just I, i'm at that point now um um yeah i think i think that's it i think i just I'm craving it. I can kind of feel it in my bones that um, I'm I'm getting a bit lonely and I don't like it. So there you go. Cool. Okay. Thanks, Jen. What's the biggest thing you're craving? Collaboration. Um, that bouncing ideas around the, the coming up with something together um i don't necessarily want to lead anything i don't necessarily want to be um you know i've thought about putting myself out there as a like let's get some group coaching together or something like that or running a membership in real life or i don't i'm just not quite ready to do that on my own just yet i don't think um I just want somebody, yeah, maybe just one person or a small group of people where we just get each other or working towards a common goal and we can collaborate in some way to come up with something that we all work to together. That's what I'm craving at the minute. Okay. So there's two things which I heard there. One is a support network that you don't have, which you've had in the past. Mm. But a very, also, well, a very specific support network. So we are we are working towards the same thing, you know, because that would do a disservice. It feels like that that does a disservice to the people that are in my support network at the moment. But we're all doing different things. We're just there to kind of pat each other on the back and support each other if and when we need it. Whereas I want, I would like to be working towards something with people. Okay. Together. Yeah. So a project. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah something yeah even if it was a finite time even if it was like right for the next six months you know here, here i've met these people we're gonna have a go at this we're gonna whatever it is some kind of business um venture together okay so there's a feeling of being in isolation at the moment because mm. I, I hear you as a coach it's it's a it's a lonely business and you sometimes don't have somebody on the other end of the line unless you're currently having coaching continuously and it sounds like maybe you're not at the moment I'd... but but even coaching and supervision that isn't isn't the same as what i'm craving like i say i've, no. I've got that support network and but it's not the same as collaborating if that makes sense i'm, I'm looking for that collaboration yep. where we're, we're coming up with something together and it's fun to bounce off and we're, we're all working towards the same thing gotcha you mentioned right at the start of the call that you've done nothing about it is that um, true um yeah <laughs> yeah i've not i've not said to anybody this is what I feel like I want at the moment. Um, I've not physically gone out and sought anything about it. I've, I mean, I've mentioned it to people, um, but again, it's to those kind of support network people who are not physically nearby who couldn't necessarily do that with me. Um, so no, I don't. I don't feel like I have. 
Okay. And what is it you would like to create? Um, a formidable team. To do what? Something in the coaching space. Which looks like? A very small, close-knit team. And I'm talking like, you know, two, three, no more than kind of four of us. Um that collaborate in some way that creates something that people need right now. I don't know what that is, <laughs> but, but okay. that, that would, that, you know, my point is that that becomes part of the, you know, the ideas generation within the team that we've, we've all kind of gone, actually, you know what, we've all got this feeling that we want to be working towards some kind of common goal, common good, whatever it is in this coaching space within this genre. Um, and let's let's bash some ideas around. That's where I'd love to be right now. Okay. If you were to let let's say hypothetically speaking, this meeting was to take place tomorrow at ten o'clock, all of a sudden three people come into your life and it's like, oh well. I've been thinking the same thing as well. What ideas are you bringing to the table? Um to look at needs. I mean, the first thing that springs to mind is needs within education, supporting my colleagues um, in education again, going back to that space to bring this experience of not only sort of the last 10 years in education, but the last two or three years out of education and having coached, <clears throat> excuse me, teachers who want to get out, hearing the stories constantly about how awful it is right now and the sort of horror stories. Um, knowing that there's a solution or potential solutions. Um, I think that's where my gut feeling takes me. How long has this been on your mind for? Oh, the last 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, yes, I could I could probably say hand on hearts ever since I started teaching. Um, and obviously this feeling gets more and more and more and more and the way things have changed um has made me go what what the hell what the hell's everybody doing why are we doing it this way why is it like this you know knowing full well how different it could be so um, I, I yeah. probably didn't my, didn't make myself clear how long has the the i the the feeling of uh, kind of being right. lonely yeah. and okay. being human interaction um, in <clears throat> yeah probably the last year or so um i think once sort of lockdown type situations were over and I was actually, you know, physically on my own at home most of the time. Um, yeah, that that's when I was like, oh, I have to motivate myself here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, have to, I have to set my own diary. <laughs> I have to like, you know, and whilst I've really enjoyed that flexibility, sometimes I find it really hard to stay consistent, to stay mm. um, on top of things. And also you kind of, yeah, that questioning of, oh, is this, is should, you know, could I be doing something else? Is this the right way to go? How long do I give it until I give up on this? Am I really enjoying it? Like, you know, who's listening? Who's watching? Who's taking notice? Am I getting my message across? Like, you know, or just, oh, that constant questions. When I just think when you're in a bit of a, a, a team, you um, you tend to get some answers quicker, quicker than if you were on your own. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything else in your life right now, any other area where you have a similar feeling in terms of a lack of collaboration, um... support? human interaction yes um with family extended family okay don't physically live near uh anybody so support for uh just silly little things like you know babysitters and just being able to get out and about um so yeah we are quite I don't want to use the word lonely. We're not, you know, we are we are alone in uh, juggling family life as just the four of us. Right. Okay. And is that sort of always been the case, or is that a recent shift? Or um, at least the last six years. Okay. 
Gotcha. Try and answer this as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. When you think of creating a formidable team to create something new in the coaching space to support previous colleagues and work towards the needs in education. Mm. Give me two names that spring to mind that you'd love to do that with. Um, I won't give the surnames. Katie yeah. and... Physically nearby, Cherry. Katie and Cherry. Okay. What made you pick them? Uh, colleagues that have always been there for me. Um, there were two of the colleagues that have always been able to bounce off colleagues that we've had similar, you know, kind of opinions on things and or not, you know, just just that just that being able to have friendly debates about stuff. Um, support each other. Yeah, mm -hmm. just just yeah, particularly supportive colleagues. And how much interaction do you currently have with Katie and Cherry? Uh, Cherry, not so much. She used to be my head of department. In fact, she she is out of education as well at the moment. Um, so she's near. She's physically nearby. So it wouldn't take much to to get back in contact, so to speak. We're kind of people who would just you know like or comment on each other's Instagram posts or mm -hmm. something. Um, <clears throat> and Katie, yeah, regular regular interaction. Um, I, I've supported her imminent exit from education gotcha. as well and what else is it about those two people that you think would be able to create this formidable team that's your vision um similar drive similar work ethics similar um hope similar knowledge that things can be different and better um yeah similar sense of humours. I think that's quite a quite an important one for me. Yeah. They get so me <laughs> my dry they, sense of humour. They get you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. They would come to me for advice. Um and my perspective on things. So know mm -hmm. that I know that they would want to bounce off me as well. So and obviously I know so Katie you have coached, right? Uh, kind, yeah, kind of. Yeah, in a in a roundabout way, not not officially, but yeah. Okay. And how much of your work does Cherry know? She knows what I do now, but not that I have been thinking about going back into the education space. Gotcha. If we move forwards say six months and everything has gone to plan on the back of this call so let's say you know 10-15 minutes we've got a real good plan and a vision what what does that look like what, what what's happening in six months time with this vision of yours if it was six months down the line mm. well we would be ready to launch our flagship program into schools into in, yeah into schools um okay. we would have spent the last those 6 months bashing around ideas doing some research figuring out the best way to deliver it trialing and testing elements of it um yeah all the kind of prep work that would go into being sort of get, I don't want to use the word launch, but you know that kind of just getting ready to mm -hmm. actually put it out there and and um, support schools. Okay. Um, I think I heard you at the start of the conversation saying that you don't want to lead something. Not, I don't want to. Not, not really. No, I don't want to be. I don't want to be leader of a team. I want to be part of a team. So I want this to be really um, balanced. I want us. I want the team to be. Everybody's bringing their 
you know, kind of top skill or whatever it is to the team. Um, mm-hmm. And we would lead in certain areas because, you know, I lack in a certain area and somebody else doesn't. And we kind of, it's it's done like that. So recognising sort of individual skills and, and experiences and perspectives and stuff like that. So I don't, I don't want to, yeah, I think that's... Good thing, don't want to what? Um, I don't want to be in. Char- I don't want to be in charge. I don't want to be. I don't want to be driving it on my own. Um, I want to be inspiring my teammates and to be inspired by my teammates. Okay. Does that show up as leadership for you? Um. Yeah. In in that we're all equal leaders, if you like. If that's the word we're going to use. Gotcha. So is it is it fair to say that you do want to take a lead role in this, but you don't want to be the person that takes the complete yeah, control? Yeah, I think it? I think the only lead role I want to take initially is is that getting the ball rolling. So putting the feelers out, chatting to people, seeing where that takes me and what crops up. So being the leader of creating the opportunity, maybe. Um but the yeah creating the team maybe is probably about as far as i would want to go in terms of um leadership okay what would be your so let's say you create the team which doesn't take um let's say that doesn't take too long but you've got a whole host of things to do before launch right Mm -hmm. where's your superpower within that team yeah, probably organising and leading everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, um, it probably would be. I probably would know me end up taking not taking over that that's the wrong phrase as well. But um, my skills lie in so I'm a high CD on disc. If that mm-hmm. helps you, <laughs> mm-hmm. so I want all the facts and I want them in order. Um, so possibly the organizing of it all, but just not, not, not necessarily the creation of everything, but the organizing of it all would probably be my, um, um, skill. And then, and then the coaching of the other teammates, you know, sort of questioning and and coming about the direction that we head in through, you know, um, gathering all those perspectives and questioning things and yeah. Can I just ask you to reflect on the last 20 minutes or so and tell me if anything has popped up for you? Um, <laughs> that it's probably very li- likely that I would be leading whatever um, whatever happens because it's me that's having the initial idea. And if somebody, you know, somebody came to you with that, you wouldn't necessarily then jump in and go, "Oh, yeah, I'll I'll lead that." They would mm. probably be like, "Oh, well, this is your vision." More than happy to chuck my two pennies in, um, but this is your baby. Um, so <laughs> it actually just tells me that there's something stopping me doing it myself. You know, I, I, what on earth is stopping me just messaging some schools and going, here's my experience, here's my skills, do you want me? You know, to put it bluntly. Um, is, okay, what do you think that might be? Um, well, I have I have had experiences. I think I told you this before. I've had experiences of of um, senior leaders questioning, um, you know, just kind of shooting me down, basically going, "Well, you know, okay. you've actually you've stepped out of the education space. Who's going to listen to you if you're not if you're not actually actively in the classroom? Um, then you're not really talking from experience, are you? Right now, and I was like, oh, okay, um, but no. Uh, and again, I think we talked about this previously. We, uh, 
it's then coming at it from the perspective of I've no, yeah, I, I taken some time out. I've actually gathered some perspective now. I've been coaching teachers who want to leave education. I've got a whole, you know, I can tell you all the horror stories, and I, I don't want it to be like that for people anymore. Therefore, here I am offering you. Actually, if you could just write this down, this could be my pitch. I was just going to, you literally took the words out of my mouth. I was about to say, there's your pitch. Oh, my word. Um... (laughs) Yeah, it's that, isn't it? Um, I have 10 years solid experience in the secondary education sector. Um. Okay, potentially. Well, I say minimal experience of leadership. No, because I was a manager in, 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 well, I was an engineer before I was a teacher and I was a, you know, a leader and a, and a manager in, in that space. So, and I know exactly what it's like to be a shit leader <laughs> um, from experience too. Um, and I have firsthand stories of why you know, very specific reasons why teachers want to leave right now. And I can see some very simple solutions that are easy to implement um, and and don't actually take... Uh, it's not going to take... It's not rocket science, you know. Um, I, think, I think my issue has been how to word that without it sounding like I'm saying, you know, oh, yours is a shit school, let me come and help you. Um, I've got just maybe it's just finding the way to word it. That's that's my problem, as opposed to the actual. Hmm. Okay. Um, so we've actually we've we've come on to something different to what the original focus of the call was, and your questions around it was that you'd like to create a team to have an impact and there's a feeling of disconnect and loneliness and you don't have that human interaction. And we've come to the point at which you then have something to offer to schools and the resistance and the challenges that that's posing for you. So, Yeah, when you say it like that, the thing that pops up for me is actually I just want somebody to hold my hand. That I'm just right. a bit nervous about going to do it on my own because if I cock it up, it's just me. <laughs> like I can't gotcha. blame anybody, can't blame okay. anybody else. Um, okay. That kind of yeah, maybe. And also the and all, and still that like who who are you to come in and and support us through this? You left. You got out. You. Um, I think it's a bit of it's like survivor's huh. guilt. Like I've yeah, I did step out, and I'm really sorry. That I left you all <laughs> to just crack on and and do it. Um, so yeah, I that's maybe something for me to work through. <laughs> what has stepping out done for you? Oh, it's given me space to breathe. Um, I think if I'd have carried on, I'd have I'd have had some kind of absolute mental breakdown. Um, mm-hmm. uh, physic physical mental breakdown. I think the relationship with my the rest of my family would have broken down, particularly with my teenage son. Um, and a dread to think also, yeah, where my youngest son would be right now. Um, he had a sort of awful transition to, into school. And if I'd have been in full-time work, um, yeah, who knows where any of them would be. So I think we would all have had some sort of mental decline in some way. Um, yeah. So the the impact of me having left has been huge. And, and actually, I don't think I've taken time to recognise that. Um, I sit here going, oh, you know, I'm doing nothing. Um, my husband said it the other day and he's like, but, you know, I actually, I actually really value the fact that you're there to pick kids up, that you're here when Stan gets home. You're, you know, um, that's a massive weight off my mind. So I've alleviated a lot of pressure from from his perspective as well, that I actually didn't think I would, you know, I, I've sort of blanketed him in with that, or oh, blokes just go to work and everything washes over his, <laughs> and he doesn't really take on board the emotional aspect of, because he's a teacher as well. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those those all those tiny, seemingly insignificant jobs to me at home and to do with the family, actually, if they were to if they were to, you know, if I was to go back into full time work and they were to disappear, um, I dread to think what the knock on effect would be, actually. Okay. Yeah. If I may, um, it sounds to me like you have created more of the being part of you and less of the traditional doing part because you're not doing the teaching day in, day out. So you just sort of, you're not on that roller coaster of, well, I've got to do this and this and this. And it feels like there's a resistance to acknowledging the space that you've given yourself, the self, the reflective opportunities that you've had through talking with others now on the other side of it, which you would not have had when you were in it because you, there's no capacity for it. So you've mm-hmm. done less of the doing and more of the being. And that in itself is really, really important as a coach because and as a leader, you know, it's not just about doing, Let you know, you, you like the organising, et cetera, et cetera, but you've had this 18 months or two years out, maybe a little bit longer, to be and to hear and to look at it from a very different perspective, which you would have never had. Mm. And you are, I think, resistant to... sort of sharing that experience because as you said in the past you've had an outburst and people are like well you're not doing you're not doing it so mm. I have done it I'm not doing it now but if I yeah. was doing it now I wouldn't be where I was so it's where you are that's what I'm hearing and seeing and feeling is like because I know what that feels like myself mm. I know what it feels like to suddenly be oh god well how much did I do on those two days I just coached one person I just coached this person or I you know put one post out and it's it's so very easy isn't it to forget how important that space and time to create something else is and it's 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 a bit ridiculous because i've craved this for you know 40 years (laughs) (laughs) i i I, you know i can i can i can pitch myself now in my classroom the sun shining out outside and i would i just constantly wishing i was somewhere else just yeah. wishing that um, you know I could step off this doing treadmill, yep. um, and um, and uh, yeah, and just be go and enjoy hanging the washing out and taking the dog for a walk and all those you know what we what we think are, we say are these silly little things, but actually, you know, just sitting and creating something in the she shed or, or whatever it was mm-hmm. without feeling guilty, and I think that's it's that conditioning, isn't it? I've just been, I never I never forget, you know, my dad. Um, when I um, chose to take redundancy from um, engineering and it's what are you going to do now? I thought mm-hmm. you had a job for life, you know, it's just that constant. Um, and I was like, well, you know, thinking about being a teacher and, Oh, you definitely have a job for life there then, <laughs> you know, just like getting to the point where it's like, actually there's no such thing anymore. And I uh, just, it is. Yeah. I have, it's been, re- it's, I'm still in that process of, of letting go of those the irony is i advise people to you know take your time it's an emotional roller coaster it's going to feel really weird when you step out of the the education Mm -hmm. space and not hearing that bell go every hour or whatever it is um you know i'm still not in the habit of silly little things like drinking enough water because i could never get to the loo so you know i have to to retrain myself into staying hydrated and Mm -hmm. silly little things like that and and then yeah you think about it you go actually i have 10 years of that and I've only been out for, for, for two. So um I guess yeah, that helps kind of put it in perspective as well that actually this is this is gonna take a bit bit of time, a bit more time maybe. Um and it's becoming conscious of those things. But coming back to the, you know, getting yourself back into that space, I think I could like you don't go to a doctor and they they'll they'll, you know, diagnose you with something but you don't go, oh, well, you've never had it, so how would you know? Would you? <laughs> you wouldn't You wouldn't do that to somebody in some other expert space, mm-hmm. potentially. 
so I shouldn't. I'm okay. It was it when it was one person. I shouldn't expect that from everybody else either, should I? Really? Um, maybe, yeah. Maybe if I tell it the right way, it's that yeah, I've taken some time out. I've recognised what I did right. I've recognised what I did wrong. I can see from the outside looking in now instead of being blinkered on the inside. Um, I'm not bombarded with the unfortunate negativity of, um, you know, colleagues in that space and and stuff. I can see everything differently. Right. Yeah. So who does Jen need to be and become to work towards this vision? Um, I need to be... See, we used to go into staff meetings and my colleague Mark <laughs> would always say, are you going to do a Dixon today? So Dixon was my um, maiden name. Um <laughs> And by that, he meant, was I going to pipe up? Was I going to ask questions? Was I going to, you know, <laughs> question the status quo? Was I going to question the ridiculousness that was being spouted from management? Um, <laughs> was I going to put my head above the parapet, which is something I always did? And it wasn't necessarily always for because, of, you know, my best interests. Uh, I've spoken up for, you know, TAs and whatever else, um, just the, just the greater good. But he'd always be like, are you going to do a Dixon today? <laughs> um, so I need to do a Dixon. Um, but uh, Hang on a minute. Hang but, on a minute. Sorry. But, Sorry. On. Go on. <laughs> you, want to, you want to be a Dixon or do you want to do a Dixon? Um, well, I'm, okay, both. But there needs to be an element of nickels in there too. So, and by that okay. I mean not going in all guns blazing, not going in really emotional. Not, I, I, I'm out of that space now, so it doesn't directly affect me. So I don't have to go at it with that kind of gung ho. I'm coming to get you. I don't agree. Mm -hmm. um, kind of attitude. I can I can come in with it with a bit more of a balance. So a toned down version. But you know, look, here's my experience. Here's my here's my education around it here's my um, qualifications around it here's my perspective um how can i help so a bit a, a kind of just a bit more bit more bravado you know it's that or well, we've said it before you know how many knock on a few doors and see which one's open um it's just being it's having the courage i think just to just to go for it and see what happens because you know what's the worst that's going to happen somebody says no thanks mm -hmm. um yeah so put that into a couple of b sentences i need to be i need to be forthcoming with who i am and what i offer i need to be courageous in creating and sending out those emails or whatever or communicating with people in some way um I need, yeah, I need to be brave. Brave or braver? Mm, brave, yeah, braver. In? Um, it's the communicating of it, isn't it? Like I've, do I've done the work, I've got the qualifications, I've got experience, I've been in the teaching world. Um, it's just being braver with, yeah, telling people who i am what i do what i could do how i could help um yeah being okay. yeah to speak up this is me this is what i do now and you're gonna get a big fat load of no's jen thanks for that and you're, and, and you're gonna get and you're gonna get some yeses and you're gonna get some maybes and yeah if it was an easy ride it would not be worth it yeah and actually yeah, you, uh, when you say that if you look back on the when you've had yeses and nos and things like that very often it's worked out for the better hasn't it you've either dodged yeah. a bullet or um yeah. you kind of question or actually i asked that but I didn't really want it or yeah so it works itself out in the end i always it find it does 
Right. Um, let's just backtrack a little bit. I'm, I'm mindful of time, but I, mm-hmm. we're having a good time here, so um, I don't want to cut it short just because of the length. Of the well, podcast. you might be. Speak for yourself. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is traumatic. Oh, awful. Oh my God. <laughs> need some counselling after this. Um, okay. Because we, we've we've gone into various different areas. We've gone from kind of um, feeling unable to or not wanting to lead, but then thinking, actually, no, I do want to lead, and mm-hmm. reaching out to uh, Katie and Cherry, potentially, in terms of starting to create this formidable team. Uh, then how do you pitch yourself to a school in six months, eight months, nine months, or whatever that time is? What's... What's most pressing for you in terms of how you need to show up for this to eventually become a reality? What needs to change for you sort of imminently within the next week to 10 days? And how, Um, and what what actions associated with that could you take? Just a couple. Just talking to people, just pinging, uh, you know, pinging a WhatsApp message to Cherry, emailing um, a few colleagues, um, or even just going for it myself right now, actually, you know, putting myself in the space where I go, fuck it, I'll just (laughs) draft an an email, I'll get somebody to proofread it, you know, does it it sound okay, is this how you would... um, want I'll do that for you if you want. Something like that, yeah, okay. and send it you know send it to 10 schools yeah keep it local um to sort of factor in you know the the flexibility and um staying close and not having to for it to be online to actually to be physically in person would be nice um and see how many yes no's and maybes i get it's that isn't it just um open to experimenting open to seeing what happens but i think yeah communicating is the biggest thing nobody knows that i've this has been going through my head nobody knows that and who's to say that the few people you know a few people i speak to and and even if cherry says actually no i'm not in that space right now i don't want to go back but actually i know such and such that is you know Mm -hmm. about to do a similar thing and they've just said they were feeling a bit lonely like it's that kind of thing isn't it the knock-on effect of you know somebody else springs to mind and you end up being put into contact with somebody who's um who's ready for a similar kind of thing. Yeah. I'd like you to wrap this up. Mm -hmm. Um, Give me, please, something that surprised you. Your biggest insight and something that you will take forward from now on in to to work with okay biggest surprise is is probably actually knowing that i would end up taking a leadership role because i thought you know when we said that actually i probably would end up organizing and driving it and unintentionally taking because that's where people would put me in the team as well no matter who it was I think particularly if I picked the you know the people that I really wanted to work with um and that they would be okay with that so I think that just that cropping up um I think I've shied away from that before Mm -hmm. um what was the middle one uh the, uh, Um, the biggest insight for you um, I think that I, just, I need to communicate more. I need to be telling people, you know, just even if it is actually, you know, I'm feeling a bit lonely right now. These ideas have been buzzing around my head. Can you help in any way? I mean, even just mm-hmm. something like that. There are, there are a couple of people I could probably do that with. Okay, um, great. And my takeaway is 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 that is being consistent with that communication. I think um, that when those 
thoughts, feelings, ideas, whatever crop up to communicate them with somebody. Yeah. Because even if it's not that person, you know, that person is not somebody I want to work with or that they're in any, you know, position to work with me, just somebody else's perspective or question or, you know, whatever, the chat about it might create some kind of other thought action um whatever so just talking about stuff dare i say it what clients come to us for (laughs) (laughs) it's true but it is true though isn't it you know i mean that's one of the reasons every time i coach and again we've said this before every time i coach something crops up where you go oh I should probably go away and work on that. Like it's yeah. just a massive mirror to. I mean, you must find the same there about the communication and telling people what you do and mm-hmm. who you are mm-hmm. and your qualifications and experience and yeah, hundred percent. Kind of <laughs> and if we well, let's um, let's kind of assume that the official coaching thing has now stopped and we'll, yeah. we'll talk freely. Sure. It, there's a, there's a there's a sense for me of, of a of a loss of identity and that does happen when you when something has been a part of you for so long it's like oh my god how do i create that again and i was watching i was watching a document i was watching the magic johnson documentary the basketball player who mm. you, you know who end up he ended up having to give up because he was HIV positive and he'd led he'd led the Layla lakers to five championships within the space of like nine or ten years like really super successful mm. And that got taken away from him. And he was like, oh, um, like, well, I don't, what do I do now? And he got into foundations and he started foundations about, um, about HIV. And then he started to become a bit, he sort of went to business and he started opening. I think the first thing he opened was a cinema. And then he got into other retail. And, you know, he's now worth sort of $600 million. And the leadership was, was in him like that was him but he'd mm-hmm. lost the space of which that was really easy for him to demonstrate it because he was a really good basketball player it was no no brainer that he would be the captain of that team and the leader of that team and yet he's come out of it. it's like oh, what, how can I then find leadership again in a different realm of work and he did because it's something within him so when I heard you talk, Jen, I was like, there was contradiction in, uh, actually, I don't want to lead because I, I don't know you that well, but I've known you for a couple of years. Like you are, you do take the initiative. Like you, I know what you've done in the past in terms of teams that you've led. Like I get it. It's just, you've led yourself for 18 or two years, which is a very different thing to leading other people. Mm. It's really different. It almost doesn't feel like leadership. It's well, it's surviving. It's like, oh, I've got to, got to do this. I think, but I think in terms of leadership, people also put you in that space as well, don't you? If you don't have that external mm-hmm. where people look to you as a leader, or you know, there's just that's just sometimes how it works, isn't it? And to not to not have that around you, to not, I think that's that's what it is. We've been looking for somebody else to go. Oh yeah, you're the leader. You know, yeah. looking for that external verification, yeah. if you like, as well, um, mm. because yeah, I mean, the, the voice of doubt is can be too loud sometimes really can't it it can it can (laughs) excellent Mm. so i just want to point out the difference between the two um yeah (laughs) there as well because for those of you who listened to the the one where i coached alex it was very much um mostly the grow model um it was very structured it was looking at the goal and where they're at and what they could do and then putting in a very specific action plan whereas go on alex you talk about your <laughs> well no uh, go on you talk about it what was um, it like on the receiving end yeah it's much more um it's it's left me in a position to go away and think about some of the elements as opposed to and then you know and then figure that out for myself which for me personally um is kind of super helpful because i don't i don't want to be tied down to an action plan right now i need to go away and mull this over and figure out what my next steps are based on the you know the kind of things that cropped up for me so i guess um yeah it's whatever I, I think it depends on the topic as well yes we could have sat here and gone you could have gone right when are you going to email those schools when are you going to get that draft sorted yeah. when are you going to but i don't know if that would have been I don't know if I'm in the space ready to do that just yet. So, 
but also I don't I don't feel that that is your biggest challenge. I don't, I don't, your, your doing is not your biggest action. So you know you are an organizer mm. because I, you do. I, I see the things that you do and the way that you structure stuff. You're studying now. You're a mother. You do all this kind of stuff. So it's not. I don't feel that you need more organization in your life in terms of that. I I feel that you need more about exploring what it is to do and why it's important for you to do it mm. and you know that's where, what we ended up getting to um, yeah I think, conf- yeah the open discussion about the emotions around the doing i think is, mm. is one of the big things for me um mm. you know why am, why am i feeling like this why has that cropped up where's that come from um and not in a therapy counseling way but okay right this is how i'm going to use this moving forward now in in, in mm. that coaching way so yeah, because you're, you're, you know, some some of the things that some of the words that you mentioned were a, a very visceral feeling of the feeling of not having someone to, mm. you know, hold your hand and feeling lonely. And that, that God, we've all been there and we're still now uh, there at times, no matter what age we are. So it's like, OK, where, what is it you're kind of yearning for? And mm. you can miss a trick as you can miss it. And so if, it is, if there's any coaches listening to this and listening to the difference between the two, um, and you did, you know, you, you went into this as well, but I, I sort of need, I needed structure. I needed like, come on, you know, when can you do it? What can you do? Is it writing? Is it, is, I, I, do you know what? I can commit to that. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas yours had a different feel to it. And f- the the benefit of having a kind of modeling coaching can really help you with some clients, but for some time, for some clients, it really doesn't work and it would massively hinder that person when they're looking for something else and you go in with something of just, well, do a, what's B, what's C, what's D. Mm. And they're like, Oh, I probably could have worked that out myself actually. Yeah. And yeah. And the, yeah. And therefore, yeah. So like the doing stuff for me, I can, yeah, I can coach myself around that. That's not a, mm it's not a problem mm. i know how to break a goal down and stick it in the diary and you know yeah. and that kind of stuff it's not but it is um it is just having somebody sometimes to ask the the those insightful questions about you know, it's, you know how, how come what you know where, where do you feel this where where's this showing mm. up somewhere else so that, that was quite insightful um the bit about how actually i feel quite lonely with the family as well mm. um so yeah that's something else i can sit down and explore yeah and it's it's always a really it's always nice when there was at least two or three times when my next question you 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 you, you answered yourself <laughs> <laughs> the pitch one the resistance one it's like it was on the tip of my tongue and then you were like you got you got there before i got there and that's yeah. that's the power of coaching is you want to try and empower the person as best as you can to answer the questions that they they already know us somewhere, but they're so deep that it takes somebody to answer them. But by just listening and allowing space and all that kind of stuff that we get taught, they get, oh, they're in the roundabout way mm. at some point. And so, yeah, if you're listening so carefully, you can hear you can you can hear those thoughts as yeah. well. You? Like you can kind of it's brewing, and you know that if you just yeah. stay quiet for ten more seconds, it's mm. going to come out. <laughs> <laughs> perfect well thanks jen it was really good fun yeah thank Uh, you and i hope that's helpful for for listeners as well it gives them yeah a bit of a difference and a bit of an insight and the sort of explanations as well afterwards and yeah and this unlimited space that coaching has in that it's it's so it can be unstructured I mean, it certainly is unstructured a lot of the time and it can take on many, many different forms. And if you are a coach, make sure you coach in a way that feels right for you and that you show up in your best self in the way that you want to approach it. Because if you don't do that, you will not get the best out of your client. Like you you just really won't, you know, Um, because it will feel like you're ticking boxes. Okay, the, the next question to ask here is, oh, God, I've yeah. that, that and that. And it won't feel right. And the client will feel it. And you'll and that, feel it. Yeah, that comes with the with the sort of the building of the relationship as well, doesn't it? You, you sort of know yeah. when you're right for each other and, yeah. um, and how that's going to work. So, yeah, works both ways. Cool. Right, let's wrap it up. Wow, that's gone yeah. way over than... Yeah. <laughs> Apologies, though. We, yeah, anyway. Special one.
the special edition yeah limited edition <laughs> yeah. um thanks everyone thanks jane catch you next time and all the best to everyone speak to you soon brilliant happy coaching take care bye Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or you could leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from Alex and Jen, head over to Instagram, follow at Alex Manos Coaching for Alex and at The Direction Coach for Jen. Thanks once again, and we'll see you next time.